0: Rabbi Dr. Berman, Rabbi Penner, Susan Wexner, Dr. Agis, Rabbi Him, Rabbi Rav Shekhter, Shalita, all the other wonderful individuals who have come to join us, including of course, Talmide HaYeshiva. I hate to correct Susan Wexner, but it's 24 years. 24 years. Yeah. Since 1998, by my math, yes. it's 24 years. I was a math major in Yeshiva College. <laughs> Of course, the number 24 years is significant from our perspective. Those who know the story of Zephira, Rabbi Akiva, the number 24 has additional meaning aside from uh, its simple arithmetic uh, conclusion. My remarks this morning revolve upon a single individual, the hero of yesterday's Torah reading, And one of the heroes of yesterday's, we'll talk louder, and the hero of one of the texts of yesterday's chapter, Pirkei Avos, Perek Aleph, that individual, his name is Aaron, Aaron Cohen, the Kohen Godal, sometimes translated as the high priest, we'll call him the Kohen Godal. And I plan to discuss with you two texts. One from our master, Rav Salavechik, Zechit Tzadok Levracha, and one from a Mishnah in Pirkei Avos that many of us studied yesterday with one of the classic commentaries to Pharisees Yisrael. That is the basis of my remarks this morning. I begin by citing some excerpts, ...from a eulogy... ...which was delivered by our Rebbe... ...Rav Salavechik in the year 1940... ...I think that's 82 years ago... ...if my math is still right... ...on the greatest leader of the time... ...of the Torah world... ...his name was Ab Chaim Ozer... ...he resided in Vilna... ...and my Rebbe... ...who was resigning then in the United States... ...was called upon to eulogize... ...this great individual... <clears throat> And he did so by invoking the personality of Aaron Hakohen, the Kohen Gadol, but whom we read yesterday in the parsha describing the annual apex of service in the temple, the Avodah Shemah Kipurim, the Yom Kippur service. And Aaron and his successors were dignified with additional garments. Two of them being the tzitz, which was something, front plate as it's sometimes called, which was worn on his forehead, al as well as the choshen, sometimes called the breastplate, which was placed on his chest, on his heart, Ali And my rabbi of in his typical fashion, Utilize these two special garments in typological form. They represent things. It's not just simply a garment. It represents something. And these garments represent two different aspects. The tzitz on the forehead, it says, Kodesh Lashem. It's only had two words. Sanctified unto God. The Choshen, by contrast, had on it Shemos B'nai Yisro, the names of the people of Israel, all the 12 tribes. It sits on the forehead, the brain representing the source of human intelligence, in which decisions and all the particulars of Jewish law were reached many examples were given the laws of marriage and divorce the laws of Aguna yes we can add the laws of Shemitah yes we can add the laws of that are studied here in our yeshiva we call Yisra V'heter but the Choshen the breastplate had a totally different role when you only look in Tanakh in the Bible to see that when great Jewish leaders had to make difficult decisions, political, military, leadership decisions, they consulted with the urim v'tumim, which means the letters of the tribes, which would light up to give guidance. As we read in, for example, Diver HaYamim Aleph Yudalad Yud, David Hamelah, King David wants to know, should he begin a war with the, forgive the expression, Palestinians, the Plishtim? Ha'ele, Olo'ele. And, as the explained in the context of Rav Chaim Ozer, there were individuals who attempted to undermine the Jewish religion the lifeblood of the Jewish people. And the question was, how do you confront them? Peacefully or in a warlike fashion? These are questions which are ad, answered in the time of King David by the Choshen, by the Urim V'tumim. And my Rebbe extended it. How do you deal with modernity? How do you deal with leadership? in the public sphere, in the public square, complex and very monumental decisions must be made. And here we come to my Rebbe's main point. It was the same Kohen, the same Aaron, the Cohen Gadol, who wore the tzitz, who was an expert in all the minutiae, the intricacies, of the laws of the Torah, the same individual, the same Aaron, the same Aaron, was the one who also wore the breastplate. The individual, as my Rebbe said, who decided about Erevin and Bosa of the laws that we study here in our yeshiva, the intricacies, and Shemitah, he's the one who with the guidance of the Choshen would make monumental decisions about war and peace, about our relationship with the nations of the world, with the governments, political questions, sometimes with a soft approach and sometimes with a harder approach. As my Rebbe concluded, the pure mind, which is filled with the detailed laws of the Torah, he is the one, that individual, who has the heart who can lead us in worldly affairs. In contrast, he said, back in 1940, with a new development at the time, individuals who want to separate between, in his words, the Gaon Hadar Uman Higav, between the illustrious Torah scholars of the day and the leadership. A leadership was, as my rabbi put it, far from Hashem's Torah. Certainly we can say, even in our world, far from godless but Torah, from the mastery of Torah. And they decided to put on a Khoshen of leadership without the prerequisite of the tzitz. This, my Rebbe said, could cause terrible consequences. Ad Khan divrei haraf. In the Wex Nikola Lelyon, with which I've been privileged to be involved since 1998 in its inception. Talmidim, we have no pretensions. We're not like a Oza. We're not at such a high level. But each and every Talmud, each and every student, each and every member of this prestigious group spends the vast majority of his waking hours what we call Yagea Batoro, working hard in the intricacies of study of the Talmud of the commentaries both early and more recent with minutiae, with details of all different aspects of the Talmud. We are famous for being a little bit more how should we say it? Theoretical than necessarily practical. One looks at the 24 years that I've been involved in the kolal together with my esteemed colleague Rabbi Rosen Swag Shulita perhaps the greatest single element that's been studied is, believe it or not, kotshim, the laws of sacrifice in the temple that we read about yesterday, the sacrificial order of Oda HaShem Kippurim. This, sadly, has no immediate practical implication for right now. But we also study laws and tractates which have immediate practical implication such as what we're learning about Babastra, about the laws of inheritance. Very practical. As we've studied the laws of divorce and the laws of marriage and all these other things that we've spent time on. It's a combination because you have to have the theoretical before you get to the practical. You have to have theoretical physics before you get to applied physics, etc., etc., etc. One need only look in the cold Svi, which comes out annually, to see the wonderful Torah articles which have been written by our distinguished Kolo Elyon members way back since 1998. Give a look, you'll see. However, as was mentioned, we attempt to add an additional dimension to enable our alumni to assume positions of leadership even in the broader community each one according to his talents with a full understanding that these talents not only empower you but demand of you that you achieve your fullest potential but equally important with the humility to recognize who you are and who you are not, what we call in our language makiris makomo" to recognize your place in both directions. To deal with the issues of the day, how to deal with the modern world, and yes, even the postmodern world. Difficult balances must be struck. Complex. Here in our base Midrish, of Arabia of Soloveitchik, we try our best to see to it that it sits in the Choshe, that the intricacies of studying the minutiae of the Talmud and commentaries are connected with the leadership of the people of Israel. Yes, we study deeply the words of the Talmud, even the words of the, about the sacrificial order, which is presently not Lema'aseh, not relevant on a day-to-day basis. Certainly when we study about areas of practical life, to connect them with the difficult questions which apply to our students here in the yeshiva and in other schools where our alumni teach. And yes, to our balabatim, to our lay population in the various shuls where our alumni are serving as spiritual leaders. And yes, I want to add, to the greater body of Kalal Yisroel, of the entire body of the people of Israel, even those that right now are not attending synagogues or not synagogues of our choice. And therefore, I'd like to conclude with one more text describing that great man, the same man, Aaron Akoi. The text comes from the, what we read yesterday in Pirkei Avos, the chapters of the Father, in the 12th mission of the opening parak. And I read, Hillel Omer, Hillel said, Hevei mi shel aharon. be amongst the disciples of Aaron. Oh shalom, love peace. shalom, pursue peace. Abrios, love creatures. Umekar la Torah. And bring them close to Torah. I'd like to cite the commentary of Tiferis Yisrael on this Mishnah. And I read. The responsibility, Hilo writes, of any Torah scholar towards his students will say in the yeshiva, and his flock will say in the synagogue. Ehov Aphilu, O son, love even those. Individuals who are either not so talented intellectually or maybe not so committed religiously, and what do you do? How do you deal with them? Do you say, it's beneath my dignity to deal with them or I'm not going to get involved with those who are not as committed as I am? Oh no. V'tetiv lahem and be good to them. Begufanios, physically. Uveruchnios, spiritually. And he gives talking points. We have talking points in our kolo. Listen to the talking points of the Teferis Yisrael. Kishot Tochichem, when you rebuke them, and rebuke is a necessary component of Torah leadership, both in the classroom and in the synagogue. Tachus al Kvodam. Be careful about their honor, their self respect. Lo bizaaf the kesef. Don't scream at them in anger. Kiim bidivrei ritsui, But rather in a peaceful fashion. Bechain vicheset. In a manner of kindness. Ki'ov rachamon livanov. As a merciful father. Rebukes his son with the greatest of love. Kirak ayadezen. It's only in this way to carve la Torah. It's only in this way, as the Mishnah read, Oeves Abrios will make carve Torah. That's the only way for it to be done. And this is what must be our relationship to the entirety of the Jewish population even someone who is not presently scholarly, even not presently observant. And yes, the most amazing line, it extends beyond the Jewish world. As Tiferet cites the Gemara in Yavamas, Atam Kuyamada, Afilu Ovekochavim, even someone who is not of the Jewish faith, you have to fulfill this mantra, what does that mean? The non-Jew is not obligated to keep the entire Torah beyond the seven commandments. I believe it means you want to be mekare of him, to bring him close, to respect the Torah. Even he's not required to keep Shemitah, but he has to respect us for keeping Shemitah. And so on with all of the other mitzvahs of the Torah. This is what we call in our language, a Kiddush Hashem. The sanctification of God's name, which is the ultimate purpose of every human being on this world. And therefore I conclude with a prayer that all of our alumni of the Wexter the together with all of the alumni of our yeshiva, in its broadest sense, will put together to the best of their ability that sits in the Choshen the mental toil in understanding the depths, the infinite depth of our holy Torah together with the kosher and the love of all the people, as Aaron HaKohen did in wearing both the tzitz and the kosher with love for all creatures, bringing them closer to Torah, sanctifying the names of God. Amen Amen. Thank you.